Greetings, family, and welcome back to the Word for Life podcast, where we focus on real, relevant, and resourceful conversations to stimulate the mind, stretch your faith, and sharpen your iron. Before we jump into our topic today, I want to ask you, as I always do, to please make sure that you subscribe to the channel that you share the podcast, that you like the podcast, and even that you would comment on the podcast if you see fit. All of these various tools help us to be discovered in the massive database that is podcast. Podcast is ever-growing, and it is really kind of the wave of the future, where people are now taking away some of the music that they're listening to in the morning, and choosing podcasts instead because the stimulating conversation gets the brain flowing and functioning and the blood in our bodies ready to tackle our days. Many of you I know are listening to this in the morning and I am grateful that out of all the podcasts that you could choose from, you've chosen to join us here on the Word for Life podcast and we hope and pray that uh, in our dialogue, in our discourse today, we could say something to you that would encourage you, that'll get your day off to a good start uh, as you prepare to master another day that you are walking into. Today, I want to take some time to talk about secret sauce. Yes. Today, I want to take some time to talk about secret sauce. No, I am not talking about a McDonald's recipe that goes on a number one Big Mac, (laughs) but I am literally talking about you, secret sauce. Friends, the important thing or the most important thing rather about secret sauce is really no secret. Uh, It's the flavor. What makes a secret sauce desirable is how it tastes. Uh, And so people are looking after what it tastes like. What does the sauce taste like? Um, Not so much the texture as the taste. Many people have different palates. And uh, the taste of a thing or the flavor of a thing can really um, highlight what it is uh, that people are going after. Is it good or is it bad? And if you're confused right now, I want to forthrightly tell you that I am not talking about food in any sense of the word, but I am talking about you. The Bible tells us that we are the salt of the earth. It tells us that if the world loses its savor, it is literally because we have lost our flavor. And I want to get us back, my friends, my brothers and sisters, sisters, to making sure That we are flowing and functioning and being who God called us to be. As you take a panoramic picture of the world, I don't know if you can see it, but I sure can. But as you take a panoramic picture of the world, you can see and it won't be difficult for you to see that the world is missing flavor. They are missing flavor that God has given unto us and prescribed unto us. He has called us literally to flavor the world with our righteousness, with our efforts in holiness and our efforts in the kingdom of God and being kingdom minded. When I'm talking about the kingdom, I'm afraid to admit, my brothers and sisters, that I think that the world or dare I say the church 
is doing God a great disservice because we are being more churchy than we are being kingdom. Being kingdom-minded is uh, so very important in terms of where we're going and what we're doing because the kingdom of God does not have the same attitude as the church of God. Many times the church of God can be very clicky uh, and hard to let others in, but the kingdom of God sees space for everybody, sees space for everything, and has the ability to find a way to make sure that everybody that that is operating under the mode of God's secret sauce has a place and space in the kingdom of God. I'm afraid that we're doing more disqualifying than God does. It's a shame when the church disqualifies more people than God disqualifies. In fact, I would dare venture and hurt your feelings at the genesis of our time together today and say that God literally is an inclusive God and he literally includes everybody. It is only the church that excludes and woe unto us when we've become more selective about who is able to enter into the church of God than God is about who can enter in himself. Well, that, I, I kind of got off on a tangent there, so please forgive me. But uh, here is the thing when it comes to secret sauce that I want you to understand and realize. It is that everybody in the world has different taste buds. And so there are some times that something might be for a group, but not for a, another group. And I think that that's one of the most uh, frustrating things for those of us that operate in a secret sauce space. It is that sometimes we feel like what we have to offer to the world, everybody can benefit from it. What we have to offer to the world, everybody can find a space in it and something that could encourage and or motivate them. But it's important for us to understand that taste buds are different from one to another. One thing I realized uh, later on in my ministry as I continue to do ministry, one thing I've come to realize is that my style of preaching the word of God will not be for everyone. When I was much younger, I used to believe that uh, the word and the method and the manner that God gave me to deliver the word was the only way and it was the best way. But as I've gotten older, I've come to realize that uh, if the word is the same, but sometimes the packaging is different. And I think that when I first began my ministry, I thought that there was only one mode of preaching and that was packaged in the way that I packaged it up. But as I've become older, I'm coming to understand that the taste buds of different people uh, are different and they are not the same and they are not universal. And so I've come to grow to this place where I've come to understand that people, uh, when they don't like your secret sauce, all the time it's not personal. Sometimes it is personal, but sometimes it's not personal. Sometimes it's because you're just not there flavor. And I know that that's a hard pill to swallow. It's a hard thing for you to take because you know that you've been called by God to start that business or to pastor that church or to do whatever it is that God has given you to give. And uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's hurtful to come to the realization that this taste is not for everybody. And so what you have to do is become 
become comfortable in finding the group of people that God has called you to. Now, that, that's not about uh, pastoring. It's not about preaching, but it's just about relationships in general. Uh, I think that a lot of times when it comes to um, Christian sectors and Christian things or even this Christian podcast, I think that sometimes that we relegate everything um, to church and or religion and everything is not about church or religion. Religion. Uh, some people uh, don't really need uh, religion. Some people just need to believe in something. And uh, all the time is not necessarily a religion and it's not necessarily Christian. But I believe that everybody needs something to believe in so that when the walls start closing in on them and the weight gets too heavy, they have somewhere to run to. And I know that that might be taboo for some of y'all because we often feel like everybody should do things our way. But guess what? what? You live in a world of choice and everybody is not going to do things your way. However, I do believe that everybody needs something to run to when you're running from something. Because let's just be honest, in all of our lives, at certain points in times in our lives, yes, we are running from something. What am I running from? I'm running from the fear that people won't support. I'm running from my own greatness. I'm running from who I used to be into who I am going to be. I'm running from the old methods and the old ways that I used to do things, trying to find a new wave and a new way of doing things. And so when I'm running from something, I have to have something to run to. Now, here's what's important, my friends, about that secret sauce, and, and, and you should know right off the bat, it is the ingredients. Uh, the ingredients of what is your makeup and who you are, I believe, is one of the most important things in this whole idea of secret sauce, in that all of us have to know how we are created and how we have come to carry whatever it is that we are Carrying. In other words, my question to you as you're listening to this podcast right now is, who are you? Man, it's such a loaded question that we have been asked since the beginning of time. But whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever your name is, forget your title because I don't care about it. I don't care about who your parents are and how fancy they were, how much money they made. I've got one question for you. Who are you? This, my friends, my brothers and sisters, is the very ingredients and the makeup of who you are in all of your secret sauceness. <laughs> who are you? Those ingredients are those ingredients are very important. Let, let me give you one of the main reasons reasons why I believe that those ingredients are important. Because what is the purpose of a recipe? Let's take a moment real quick just to think about it and just kind of think this through. What is the purpose of a recipe? Every recipe has ingredients. Every recipe has uh, sauces. Every recipe has seasonings. But with all of them, there are always measurements. And my question to you is, while we dialogue, not only who are you, but what is the purpose of a recipe? The purpose of a recipe is so that it can be duplicated. 
<laughs> That's the purpose. So that whatever that recipe is can be duplicated. So now while we're sitting here and we're talking about all of your secret sauceness, which is all of your greatness, who are you preparing to duplicate who you are and what you have to offer? Because if I can be honest with you, friends, if we have not if we are not preparing the next generation to take that torch and become who we are trying to become as well, if we are not duplicating ourselves, then we are being a disservice to God and everything that he stands for. Do we not understand that that was the exact purpose of the disciples. It was not to be an exclusive group that hung around Jesus. That's how they treated it, but that was not Jesus's person for calling 12 disciples. His purpose for calling 12 disciples was so that he could duplicate who he was. So by teaching them, they would then go and duplicate them, uh, uh, duplicate him, Jesus, that is. I'm ashamed to admit that uh, um, I don't feel like they master that whole duplication process. But where do we stand? So whatever it is that you have to offer and whoever you are, here are more questions that I have for you. With all of your secret sauceness, with all of your greatness, with all of the massive things that reside in you, here's another question for you. Who's next? Who are you preparing? Who have you deemed worthy to take the baton from you and walk this thing out? Because, my brothers and sisters, if we're just being frank and honest, if we do not start duplicating ourselves, then all of the greatness that we've been taught over the years, all of the greatness that we've caught over the years, all of the greatness that we've struggled for over the years, it's all going to be for naught if we do not start duplicating our Sales. We, we, we've got to understand that we are not as young as we used to be. I'm, I'm coming to find out every day as I continue in my secular employment to coach uh, these young boys every day. I discover more and more every day that I am not as young as I used to. To be, whereas I used to be able to wake up in the morning and jump high and touch the ceiling, now I gotta warm the car up before I can get moving. That literally says to me, my brothers and sisters, that I have to start duplicating myself. Everything that I have struggled for and cried for, I've got to start putting it in somebody else because I could not have had to shed all of these tears, go through all of these struggles just for me. Here's a note I want to give you, however, about this, because we've got to be really careful while we're talking about this, about who we share uh, this secret sauceness with, because everybody is uh, not able to carry that torch and walk out who you really are. So here's what I want to share with you today. I want to tell you this. I want to say share enough for them to support, but not enough for them to steal. Can, can, can you catch that? Share enough for them to support, but not enough for them to steal. Why, why do you say that? E even if I'm preparing my children to be next, we have to be careful of not cloning the next generation. Yeah, we don't we don't want to be clones. 
I, I don't want the next generation coming behind me that takes up my secret sauce to be a watered down version of me, but rather I want them to take the sauce that I am teaching, that I am downloading in them, and you still have to make it your own. I think that's the important part of it is that we've got to do a better job of even while we're teaching and while we're duplicating of helping people find themselves in the sauce. How do you find yourself in the sauce? I never shall forget when I was in college. Um, I was blessed and fortunate enough when I went to college my freshman year, I stayed on campus. My sophomore year, I actually was able to move off campus and I stayed by myself uh, in a one bedroom apartment. And every now and then I would call my mother on the phone because I was having a flashback of being at home and I would remember something that she made. And I would call my mother on the phone. I would say, Mom, do you remember that such and such you used to make? Uh, uh, how do I make that? I've, I've, I've got this here right now. And I'm, I've got the ingredients to it, but I don't remember exactly how to make it. Uh, my mother would either email me or te- uh, she didn't text at the time, but she would email me that recipe and I would look at it and I would begin to make that thing. Or she would tell me over the phone and I would do what she said. And uh, nine times out of ten, I would discover that when I would follow her recipe, when I would follow what she told me, it did not taste like it tastes when I was a child. It tastes different. It's simply because even though she was giving me the ingredients, even though she was giving me the recipe, she had her own method and way of doing things. She could not tell me two tablespoons of seasoning salt. She could not tell me one tablespoon of salt. Even if she did, it wouldn't taste the same. And so even though she was giving me the recipes, I discovered that after about the third or fourth time of it not tasting the same, I discovered that I had to find my own way of seasoning to get it to be my way. And I think that that's the same way in life, in ministry, in struggle, that even though I am duplicating myself and I am sharing this with the individuals around me because I don't want them to struggle because I already struggled with them, everybody still has to find their own way. And I think that that is extremely vital and extremely important because sometimes, here's what you under have to understand, sometimes the process of success cannot be measured. The reason it cannot be measured is because it comes from within. This is why, if, if I can go back to using this cooking analogy and illustration here, this is why there's long been an old adage uh, because when grandmother used to cook and when mom used to cook, they cannot tell you how much of each season to put in there. Why? Because it could not be measured. This is where the old adage came from season until the ancestors tell you to stop. And this is what I want to say to you too as well, my friends, my brothers and sisters, with all of your secret sauceness, continue to work until the ancestors tell you that's enough. Continue to grind it out until the ancestors tell you that's enough. Continue to work and to go and to move and to build until the ancestors says that's enough. I'm discovering, my brothers and sisters, that if I'm going to get to where God has called me to be, I have to 
work. If I can have a transparent moment, my brothers and sisters, I've waited so long for God to flip the switch and everything in my life to turn. But oh, am I realizing now how true it is that faith without works is dead. And so now I am in a moment and a mode in my life where I am working and building like I have never built before. Allow me to share with you why. After 20 years of preaching the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, I have had the unfortunate privilege of eulogizing several individuals. I have eulogized people that were six months old. I have eulogized people that were 90 years old. I have eulogized people that were 30 years old. I have eulogized people that were 50 years old. I have eulogized people that were 40 years old. And you know, after all of that tenure, after all of that burden, but a blessing of eulogies, the saddest eulogies and saddest funerals I have ever been to and or been a part of are the funerals when the person that is laying in that casket died full. Mm. That there is nothing more heartbreaking when you're looking in a casket of a person that died full. What do you mean, Anthony? I mean a person that died full of dreams, full of desires, full of destiny, full of influence, full of motivation, full of ideas. But through all of that, they did not get a chance to work it all out. Those are the saddest funerals that you can ever go to. So I want to encourage you right here, right now, my friends, whatever you do, Activate your secret sauce now so that you do not die full. Do me a favor. I want you to repeat after me wherever you're writing, wherever you're sitting, wherever you're standing. If you're cooking, I don't know what you're doing. But whatever you're doing right now, I want you to repeat after me. Say, I refuse to die full. Mm. I refuse to die Fool. Guess what? If you refuse to die fool, my brothers, my sisters, you are going to need to get to work. Whatever it is that God has called you to do, whatever it is you've been dreaming about, whatever it is you've been going after, what you've been thinking about, listen to me, friends. It is time for you to get to work. I was amazed today. I looked up on Facebook and uh, my beautiful wife had a post on there. And uh, in the post, she was talking about how sometimes you're pouring into others and you're giving so much to others. And sometimes in giving so much to others, you forget about your own greatness. She purported and suggests that the reason you pour so much into others is because we are afraid of our own greatness. Good God all day if that was not a slap in the face. That sometimes we spend so much time literally pouring of ourselves into others all so that we don't have to face the greatness that is us. Oh my gosh. It is so deep it'll knock the wind out of you. Because how many times have you put your own dream to the side and suggested that you cannot do it because you got to build somebody else. We, 
uh, there's there was a saying. I remember several years ago. I used to watch. Uh, don't talk about me, but I used to watch a show called Scandal. And uh, th this one line in Scandal, I, I seem to never be able to forget. And uh, it was about Fitzgerald Grant, who was the president in the show, uh, and then his right hand man. His name was Cyrus B. Uh, and and one time Cyrus was talking to uh, Grant, President Grant in the show and uh, President Grant, y'all know the show if you watched it, he wanted to be happy. He wanted to be with Olivia. He wanted to leave the White House. They were just so in love and they couldn't keep their hands off of each other. I mean, it was so annoying. I, I, I stopped watching after a while because it just got irritating to me. But uh, I, I'll never forget this line. Cyrus Bean was talking to uh, President Fitzgerald Grant and, and Grant told him, Cyrus, I want to be happy. Watch this. Cyrus told Grant, he said, Grant, some men get to be happy and some men get to be great. Mm. He said, very often do you get to be happy and great. Oh, my gosh, that that, that was so powerful to me. And I think that since I've heard that. Up until now, I think that I have uh, desired and asked God to make me one of the ones that has the unusual grace to be great and to be happy. Because sometimes it is difficult to be both because the work it takes to be great sometimes drains the happiness out of you. And so we've got to find that happy median and that happy balance so that we can be happy but yet be Great. Uh, my brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bid you adieu, of course, after I give you these three things, because I want to talk about this secret sauce and I want to give you this little uh, recipe, if you will, on how is it created? How does it come about when you think about a secret sauce of any of any restaurant you've ever been to I don't know about y'all but have you ever wondered how they stumbled upon it I'm I'm um uh, I, I like to cook. That's one of my, my, my hobbies. I like to cook. Uh, my wife and I have a saying. Sometimes we, we come home and we feel cookie. <laughs> it means that you didn't feel like cooking. You had no intentions on cooking. But all of a sudden, you get this itch to cook. And then you go off on a tangent. And sometimes you feel cookie so so and you start creating things my wife uh, jokes with me all the time she's like aunt you are so creative sometimes when it comes to your cookie and 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 really i'm being creative because i'm being extra <laughs> most times i don't know what i'm doing but i just start throwing things in together and then seeing what it makes seeing how it creates seeing how it tastes and then i'll go back and do it later but with this secret sauce that is your greatness how is it created watch this number one Sometimes it is created by accident. <laughs> How many times have you stumbled upon something great within yourself and you did not even mean to stumble upon it? How, how many times have you found yourself... Have you found yourself becoming great or somebody else exposing the greatness that is you to yourself? Because sometimes we are great and don't even realize it. Sometimes, watch this, you are great 
on accident. So, and, and really it's not accident. It's really because you were birthed that way. Uh, but by accident, it starts to take root and it starts to come out. It starts to become, uh, because all the time we're not chasing after it, but sometimes you just become. And so sometimes that secret sauce is created by accident, meaning I was just throwing a bunch of things together and lo and behold, look what I have created. And I believe that that happens all the times in, in, in all of our lives, uh, that sometimes you are just being you and you're going about your life, but suddenly you create a masterpiece. But the trouble with creating something by accident is because it's hard for you to duplicate something you've created by accident. Since, 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 I'm, since I'm in this suit while I'm in your kitchen and I'm talking about cooking, have you ever cooked something? And uh, you made it and it was good. And when you went back to duplicate it or make it again, it did not taste the same. It's because you created it by accident. And sometimes our secret sauce was created by accident. And it's not a problem uh, that you created it by accident. But you just need to go back and mark the details of how you created it again so that it can be duplicated. Number two. The other way that the secret sauce is created, watch this, it is by our ancestors. I don't know if you guys realize this, but do you all realize that many of us are literally, many of us are literally the answered prayer of our ancestors? Oh, man. Do, 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 do y'all, I don't know if we catch that. I, I feel like we're in such a micro, microwave generation that sometimes we miss certain things that are so very important. I believe that literally uh, those of us that are around right now, we are literally the physical manifestation of prayer our ancestors prayed while being on a boat, while being chained, while being whooped, while being called boy and nigga in gale. We are literally the manifestation of a dream. And, 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 and the problem with that is, is that when we fail to walk in the secret sauce that is our greatness that has been birthed through the prayers of our ancestors, it is literally like smacking them in the face for all they had to endure just for you to sit on your greatness. Oh my gosh. That's so heavy, I don't even know if y'all can handle that. Uh, because it's, it's literally giving me goosebumps right now. Because we've got to understand, my brothers and sisters, that we are literally the dream. It Yesterday was literally, um, I'm creating this on a Tuesday. Yesterday was literally Martin Luther King Day. And uh, we've become so numb to his speeches now uh, because they're just all over the place. But we don't realize that we are literally the dream, not just to Martin Luther King, but so many that have come so many years before him, hundreds of years before him. And would I tell you that you are literally an answered prayer? Matter of fact, come on, let's do this exercise right now. Wherever you're sitting, wherever you're driving, please repeat after me. Say, I am an answered prayer. Mm, man, that's heavy. I am an answered prayer. Now, that's something that you got to think about the next time the devil tries to tell you that you're not worth it. Uh, 
The next time the spirit of suicide rises up in you, wherever you are and whoever's listening to this, that's something you got to remind yourself. I am an answered prayer. The next time your self-worth begins to lower and your self-esteem begins to shift negatively and you feel as if though you're not no longer handsome because you don't look like you used to be, look like you used to look and you're no longer beautiful because you don't look like you used to to look. Remember that you are an answered prayer. Number three, and, and I'll bid you adieu, uh, not only is it created by accident, not only is it created by ancestors, but it is also created by ambition. Write this on the side if you're taking notes. Write this next to ambition. Next to ambition, I want you to, to write survival. <laughs> because how many of us have become great because we did what we had to do in order to survive. Oh my goodness. Have you ever been in a tough season in your life and suddenly in that tough season, God started making a warrior out of you even while you were wounded? This is the reason, my brothers and sisters, that we must forever remain Humble because many of us have the secret sauce that we have today because we were wounded warriors and we found a way to succeed and pull our way out of the bottom of where we were simply because we were surviving. Oh my God today. I am so glad that God gives us the ability to be ambitious. And really, the, my brothers and sisters, I believe that ambition really is birth out of a struggle. Uh, ambition, a lot of times, is birth out of brokenness. Because this is what I have to do in order to survive. So I have to find a Wait. Now, here's another confession we got to make for the person that is writing and listening to this who just can't seem to put it all together. I know I'm, I've been there. I'm there right now. Sometimes I just got to figure out a way. Come on, let's confess this. Say, I must figure out a way. Oh, man, that's tough. Come on, you got to challenge yourself right there. I got to figure out a way. I know that there is secret sauce in me. I know there is greatness here, but I'm having trouble finding my way through, out, up, and over. But I want to remind you, friends, remember, you will find a Wait, it might take a while. It might tarry a little bit. You might take some trial and error. You might have to change the name. You might have to flip it. You might have to switch it. You might need a mentor. You might have to pray about it, cry about it, shut it down, bankrupt, start it back over again. But you will find a way. Come on, let me speak to you. Come here, lean into this radio. I need you to understand, my brothers and sisters, no matter how hard it is right now, no matter how many nights you've got to cry, how many times you're driving on the freeway and you wonder what would happen if I just drove off the side of this road, you will find a way. So do not quit. Do not throw in the towel. Don't change your mind. Do not back down. You will find a 
way. I believe that for you more than I've ever believed anything in my life because just as I am encouraging you, I am encouraging myself. So whatever you do, my brothers and sisters, there is absolutely secret sauce in you. So do not quit. I want to leave you with three last affirmations and then I promise you I will bid you adieu. Repeat after me. I am a reason. I am a reason. Watch this. You are a reason that some folk are still walking today. You are a reason that some folk only have some that some folk have inspiration today. You are a reason that somebody did not commit suicide. You are a reason. So you cannot quit. You cannot throw in the towel. Not only that, uh, second to last confession, repeat after me. I am a weapon. Mm. I am a Weapon. Consider, my brothers and sisters, that you are a loaded explosion waiting to happen. There is so much in you that by the time you pull the pin out of you, you might just change the entire world. You are a weapon. Well, friends, that's all for today. I am grateful that you have taken the time out to grow with me today. I want to ask you again, as I did at the beginning of the podcast, if you would please subscribe, share, like, and comment on the podcast. It will go a great distance in helping us to be discovered in the massive database that is podcast. I want to ask you, please share this podcast with uh, individuals that you feel would benefit or that can add to the conversation. I would, if you could, if you would leave comments on this podcast and comment what you think, what you feel. What do you think about this whole idea of secret sauce? Let's not let the dialogue and the conversation stop today, but let's keep it going so that we can continue to encourage and motivate one another to become what God has called us to be. I'm gone, friends, but let let me remind you that the process of growth can be nasty, but it is always necessary. Before I go, I want to say life can be messy and miserable, but only if you allow it. The bridge between here and there can only be crossed through the avenue of work. Remember, friends, wipe your tears and win in the face of trouble because you will survive this. That's all for now. Bye, friends.